What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio. And on this episode, we'll be discussing French lessons. This episode of Family Ties aired originally on the 16th of February, 1983. And with me, I have a very special guest host returning again to our show. Please welcome Mrs. Vecchio. Hello. How you doing, Janelle? I am very good. I am on vacation. So we're recording this live from a Holiday Inn in New Hampshire. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for joining me on this uh, vacation night. I also would like to add that I always follow up your celebrity guests. It's kind of the tradition, right? It's like you like get a big celebrity and then me. Yeah. Well, that's the plan. You know. Maybe it's because I'm just a good follow-up celebrity matière. You definitely are. That's short for material. Thank you. <laughs> I know not everybody speaks Janelle-ese. I know. Well, uh, so we watched this on a laptop in uh, in New Hampshire in a hotel, like you said. And uh, did that have any impact on your enjoyment of the show? No. It was pretty. It was a good experience. The kids um, kept asking you questions about the Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that's um, true on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but they, other than that, it didn't I mean, really take that much away from it. Well, we've uh, we've talked with you before on the show, so we're just going to jump right into uh, this episode here. All right. What uh, What'd you think? I thought it was cute. It's lighthearted, funny. Not, little... not too much uh, too on the heavy end there. Yeah, this is like the first not heavy one. We've had a couple. I mean, like that I've done. Oh, that you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they the episodes, they're the series started very heavy, and it's kind of lightened up a little bit. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sha-la-la-la. All right, well, will you go ahead and give us a summary? Uh, tell us what happened in this episode in case our listeners at home uh, didn't get a chance to watch along with us. It would be my pleasure. Oh, good. Before you do, uh, if people do want to watch along on Family Ties, Amazon Prime subscription is the way to go. And with that subscription, you uh, the show is included. It's so, free. Well, it's free once you pay for the subscription. Did you notice that at Chick-fil-A, after you, like, order, they always say, my pleasure. I have not noticed that, no. Next time you go there, like, listen, they say my pleasure to everything you say to them. That's good. Yeah. It's very, very non sequitur of you. (laughs) All right, let's hear your summary. Tell us about this episode. All right, so um, we have Mallory having a little trouble in French class. So her parents get her a French tutor. Yeah? Yeah. And he's a hottie. Is he, like, really? I thought he was attractive. Yeah, he's he's a handsome fellow. Yeah. After he opened his mouth, uh, not so much. No. But I could see Mallory being into a handsome dodo. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of her speed, right? Yeah. Um, So she has a crush on the guy that French tutors her. And he's kind of awkward and says dumb stuff. 
And um, we don't know it at the beginning, but he likes her too. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a heated chess game. Yeah, the B plot. (laughs) The B plot. The B story going on with um, Dad. Steven. (laughs) Steven and Alex. Now, Steven really wants Alex to play chess with him, and Alex is kind of over it. Um, Because he always wins. He always wins, and it's not even a challenge for him. It's kind of like the equivalent to when we play Scrabble together. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. And when we play Scrabble, it's like, how much is Phil going to win by this time? (laughs) Like, is it just going to be, you know, 10 to 15 points, or are we going for, like, over 100 points more? And then also, at the same time... Um, you are so Alex in this situation because he's like eating chips and reading a magazine as Steven takes his turn. And that's how I am in Scrabble. Yeah. You are like, today, today. <laughs> and then like I go, I spent, I spent like a half an hour trying to find this perfect word and I got like a whopping 11 points and you come in and get like 72 points. That sounds about right. Like in seconds. So I just really related to that and how much he wants to beat him. But I'm not much of a wordsmith. That's funny because that's such a, like to me that was such the like throwaway B plot. I didn't even think that that would well, have. I don't that's what had the impact connected. on you. But um, I guess um, Stephen has to go outside of the kitchen during their chess game to go, you know, look at his book, Chess for Dummies. Chess for idiots. Oh, chess for yeah. idiots. Which predates the whole books for dummies, dummies by things? quite a bit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he goes to do that, and the French tutor guy, what was his name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff um, comes back in and talks to Alex about Mallory um, when Mallory wasn't in the room. And anyways, Alex tells Jeff that Mallory likes him, and he should ask her out. And Jeff's like, no, I'm shy. I'm just too timid. She's just so much better than me. And basically, um, in the end, asked him to sit Cyrano de Bergiac the date. Oh, right. Ooh, that was yeah. a good literary reference there. I'm so smart. Yeah. So cerebral. Um, so he takes uh, his little sister. Well, yeah, he's like, Alex, since you're such a ladies' man, you can get a date. Right. And the only person he can come up with is Jennifer. Yeah, so he brings Jennifer on the date, and he keeps going over and um, getting quotes from Alex. And Alex basically is a big old jerk (laughs) who just... um, has nothing knows nothing about women. He says all women are the same. All women are the same. He's such a male chauvinist pig. You've heard all the stuff about empowerment. <laughs> they don't want to be independent. Yeah, they just all you know think the same and want the same things. Anyways, Jeff acts like Alex, taking his advice, and um, there was like this chaos where he like orders for her and. 
she didn't want veal parmesan. Or ginger ale. She, or ginger ale. the root beer. And she says it to him. And then she dumped veal, bar- veal parmesan on herself and blamed it on Jeff. I don't know if you noticed that, but she yeah, basically she like, totally picked up the plate. And threw it on her, and she's like, Jeff! But then he, like, reaches over, like, yeah. and then he makes it worse. I wonder how many times they I have a feeling that, that may have just been a performance thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. They're like, let's just go with it. <laughs> and she leaves in a storm and goes home, and Jeff comes over and apologizes um, to Mallory, and Mallory kisses him. And I guess they're dating now? Well, that's interesting. We'll look into that in a moment. Yeah. And then finally, the wrap-up for the B-plot. Um, oh, yes. So finally, they are playing another game to like, really late in the evening. It's the same game, I think. Yeah, I think and Steven says, checkmate. And he said, come look for yourself. Because everybody was leaving to yeah, go to no, bed. Yeah, believed him. And he smacked the board onto the ground accidentally. So he couldn't prove you won. So he couldn't prove you won. That and was great. And it, it does that like frozen in the air. <laughs> like the chess pieces are all in the air. I thought they were going to do the freeze on Jennifer or on Mallory kissing with Jeff. And then they did that one in the final scene. That would have been gross. I think it's funny that he made the family, like, sit around and watch him play chess, too. Like, I didn't understand why. They're like, we need to go to bed, Steven. Let us go. Really? Because you never go, okay, watch me play this video game. No, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you laughing like that? <laughs> you will, like, love it when the kids come and watch you play video games. Yeah, but not chess. That wouldn't make you watch me play chess. Oh, my gosh. All right, fine, maybe. Chess is the video games of the 80s. No, I'm pretty sure video games were the video games of the 80s. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! All right, we've got uh, some interesting stuff in the guest star parade category for tonight. Let's hear it. So there's two guest stars uh, that are listed on IMDb. And I'm going to go kind of in reverse order because the first one that we're going to talk about is the more minor of the roles. Um, the waiter. Oh, yeah. He was credited as Guido, is his name <laughs> in the credits. And he was played by an actor named Zeke Zaccaro. And that was his only role he ever did. Really? That was it. And in fact, it Poor says... Poor Zeke. Yeah, that's it. That's all he's got. No bio, just... He just had Jeff yelling at him about veal parmy. Yeah. And that's all. And that brings us to then the other one. That's why I put that one first, because I wanted to get that there. The dream boat. So the guy that plays Jeff Wakefield, um, his name is John Dukakis. Okay. First of all, he does return for an additional three episodes oh, as Jeff. so that's their relationship. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see, like, how long this... How does it end? I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. There's two more in 1983 and then one in 1984, so I don't know if it's a longer thing or what happens... I hope um, he doesn't, like, act like Alex P. Keaton again. I think we're done with that. Um, but here's what's interesting about him. So, as far as acting career goes, the first thing he was ever cast in was Jaws 2. Nice. And he got a part. His name was Polo. I don't know. I, I don't remember oh, well Polo. enough to remember who that is. But um, he did, like, a number of guest appearances on TV shows. 
He okay. was in like a made-for-TV movie, and then his longest run of things was as Jeff. Four okay. episodes, right? So he retired from acting, and then here's where it gets interesting. His birth name was something else. I didn't write it down, so I don't remember. But it was actually adopted by his stepfather, Michael Dukakis. Okay. Does that ring a bell? Isn't he like a politician? Yes, he ran for president um, in the 80s um, against uh, George Bush. I remember. Yes. So he's actually the stepson of Michael Dukakis. And Hmm. he... He, I for, again, I forget what his, his birth name was, but he was actually adopted by him, you know, like when they yeah, like parents when got married, so he took on his last you. name. Yeah. So after retiring from acting, he got a job in Washington, and then uh, he was doing some stuff for John Kerry, which you might recognize yes, that name. Yes, I recognize John Kerry. Then um, Michael Dukakis announced that he was going to run for president, so he ran his campaign. And then did you know that didn't pan out obviously, but you know he worked for in politics for a little while. Then he retired from politics, and he wound up uh, working with an attorney who managed um, music and sports, other athletes and stuff. And he uh, was responsible for developing a new local act called New Kids on the Block. Stop. Yes, um, the company grew, and he went to Los Angeles. He worked with other established acts such as Boys to Men and Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, the other Wahlberg. Did you say at his restaurant? Yeah, well, same with NKOTB. Yeah. Um, so then he left that company and went and started a record label called Paisley Park Records with Prince, and released an album with from Prince as well as George Clinton and Mavis Staples. So then. He went on after he left that and started a thing called Southpaw Entertainment and worked on management, Boys to Men, and uh, Janet Jackson, Vanessa Williams, and some others. Hmm. Then he left that and took a position as executive vice president of Overbrook Music, another record label, where he worked with Will Smith. And that company, he re- working for that company, he released the multi-platinum certified soundtrack for the film Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yes, the only good part about that movie. <laughs> that is a very insane yeah. resume. And he still works for Overbrook to this day. Like That's his current position, at least according so to the So he started out as a teen heartthrob type, then moved into more of a Olivia Pope. I know you don't know what I'm talking yep, about. No idea. Hashtag scandal. <laughs> okay. And then goes into the music industry. Yeah. Really. That's like a crazy, different. crazy lineup of, of like career there, right? Yeah. That is pretty crazy. And he's related, and he's to, related to Michael Dukakis. politician. Um, and final interesting little tidbit about him. He's also the nephew of Olympia Dukakis, the actress. Oh. Who's, you know, related to Michael Dukakis. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. I wonder how he got into the music industry. Like, Well, it says right here he, was, he worked for a lawyer because remember he was in like law, so he got a job oh, for a I lawyer that. who was also involved in entertainment and then from there got into the entertainment. Entertainment stuff. lawyering. Yeah. Very interesting. Quite a guest star there. Wow. Sha la la la. So, did you get any. Uh, any old references or anything? Any jokes that might need some explaining? Or is it all pretty straightforward for you? It's pretty straightforward for me. I understood everything. 
Well, I have two questions, actually. Okay. Um, to see if maybe you can help clarify. For one, they made a joke about hockey that I did not understand at all. <laughs> because they said that she said he liked... She, he said... Jeff said that he liked hockey. And then Mallory said she did too. And she's like, maybe we can play doubles sometime. And then it got, like, huge laughter from the audience. Well, doubles is in, like, tennis. And I don't think you can play hockey with two people on each Oh, uh, so she doesn't really know anything about hockey. Yeah, she was just pretending. So that's something to. I would have said then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I mean, that's what the joke, that's what I All I right, that makes joke. sense. Well, like one-on-one maybe? That would have shown that she knew more about hockey, I guess. Yeah, because you can do one-on-one uh, hockey. Okay. I've seen that in the movies. All right, thank you for explaining you know, the sport You know, when they're jokes. out on the ice pond. Well, yeah, or like when, when Wayne and Garth play in the street. Mm-hmm. Game on. And then they have to stop in the car. What's that movie where this, it's a wonderful life? What? Where he, like, falls through the ice. And George Bailey has to save his kid brother because they were playing hockey on the ice on the pond. Sounds about right. I've seen that, I've seen that movie on once. One. I don't know. All right. So that's hockey. And then here's the other one. And this one, um, you're at least a little more fashionably conscious than me. But um, Elise is talking about, you know, how things were different when she was dating back in school. Mm-hmm. And she said that if a guy didn't ask them, they said, well, what if uh, what if a guy doesn't ask you what you do? And she said, we go over to our girlfriend's house and set each other's hair. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Put it up in pins to curl it. Set? Yeah. So, like, you know when you see, like, 1950s movies and the girls have, like, bobby pins in their hair with a net around it? Yeah. That's called setting. Because they didn't have curlers back then. So that's how they curled their hair. Okay. Curling irons. You know so much stuff. You're so smart. (sighs) I'm the one that needed stuff. I'm the one that needed things explained to me this time. Well, there you go. That's what's setting each other's hair. Sometimes I set Audrey's hair. Okay. Yeah, like you put it in mm-hmm. whatever before she, goes to bed. before she goes to bed. All right. But that used to be the only way Crazy. to get curly hair. Man, the things you had to do. You don't do any of that stuff. I'm not girly at all, but I grew up with all women, so I know of You've seen it things. around. Okay. Yes. Sha-la-la-la. Did you have a quote of this episode? A favorite quote or maybe a favorite I did. joke? What's your I quote? Did. So John says, like, come on the date with us. Jeff, sorry. Jeff says, come on the date with us. Um, and he's like, well, I can't, like, go by myself. And, he, and Jeff says to Alex, yeah. yeah, well, I'm sure you'll have no problem finding a date. So he's like, Oh, yeah. Alex is like, no, no, sure. I'll, I'll have no problem finding a date. So he picks up the phone and says, hi, Regina. It's me, your cousin Alex. <laughs> right. That was his first go-to. And that he was couldn't his even first get her to do it. Because he, it was... Um, well, because he, he, he acts like he's very much the right. cool ladies' man. And sometimes, in some ways, he is. What's but he's also way more... Tina? Tina Yothers. Tina Yothers. Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. He shows up with Jennifer. Yeah. So A lot of times he's way more confident than he can actually uh, perform, which well, is a great part of the character. Confident. Yes. Um, my favorite uh, quote was, 
Jeff's like being all awkward with Mallory, and she comes out and has squeezed orange juice for him. Yeah. And she's like, I squeeze this orange juice for you. And he's like, That's great. May I squeeze something for you? <laughs> that was a great one. The funny part is, there was a lot of innuendo tucked into this mm-hmm. episode, like a lot of things like that, a lot mm-hmm. of wordplay and entendre. Yeah. And yet they never used like the French kiss joke in no, any way, shape, or form. He was the French tutor. Yeah. I was waiting for something like that. It's just too easy. I guess so too easy of a laugh they took the higher path Sha-la-la-la. are any other uh, things you wanted to point out about this episode i think you might yeah, have made a you know couple i notes. always have some fashion yeah, tell, um, tell us your tidbits. fashion advice first of all the rainbow sweater that jennifer was wearing in the beginning of the episode i'm pretty sure everybody who grew up in the 80s had one of those it's funny because i noticed that iconic. as well it almost looked like the Reading Rainbow logo yeah, kind of thing with like a heart or star in front. War, um, and then another fashion mo- moment is I always point out um, how Mallory dresses like a polygamist. She, she sure did. enough in her date with Jeff, she's wearing like this high collar dress with like fluff at the top, and. It's like very, you know, very polygamous style. Very like hyper conservative. Yeah. And she's not a hyper conservative girl. In her casual clothes, she wears like tight pants and I mean, not low cut belt blouses, but like tighter fitting clothes. So, but every once in a while, she dresses fancy. I have a theory. Maybe you can, maybe you can corroborate this. Okay. You know, she's doesn't have maybe she doesn't have like fancy going out clothes and she borrows stuff from her mom could those be things like relics from her mom's no because her mom's a hippie she doesn't dress like that so it just has this weird like thing i will tell you this though i'm pretty sure as the series advances she gets a little more hip with her style yeah definitely Um, i think we'll have to keep an eye on that you're gonna have hip casual dress she just does not have hip like dress up dress it's usually at like a party or, you know, a dinner party or something like that. Or a date, in this case, where... But every episode I've watched with you, she's dressed like a polygamist mm. at one point during the show. Well, um, we're still in the, in the early 80s. As we move into the mid and later 80s, I, I bet we see some more of that come up. Right. And the only other, like, tidbit connection I made was... That when Alex is doling out his advice, his dating advice, it reminds me of the time where you were giving um, a fellow <laughs> listener to your other podcast um, dating advice. Yeah. And the quote was, that only works if you're Phil Vecchio. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Because my thing I put, the moral of the story is be yourself unless you can be Alex B. Keaton. Yeah. Which is exactly. You're just so much like him. You're not all, you're definitely not a male chauvinist pig. You're actually, you're actually a feminist. You're like the exact opposite of that. But, um, in some ways, you are so much like him. Well, I very much was, in a lot of ways, inspired by him. Not all the things. Not, you know, I, I try to be kinder and a little less self-centered. your general personality. Yeah. Well, and the funny part is that, I mean, obviously, he was giving terrible advice also. Mm-hmm. And you kind of wonder, like, did he really want Jeff to succeed at all? Like, right. Like, he doesn't really get along with Mallory, you know. But... 
there is some, he gets away with a lot of stuff because he's charming. Even he, and it's because Michael J. Fox is such a good actor and he's so yeah. cool and charming because he says some horrible things. Yeah. but you still like his yeah. character because he's so like smooth and, and funny. And I definitely don't like. I mean, I guess in a way, like your cheesy dad jokes, like. You're the only one that could get away with that. Right. Like you make some grown uh inducing dad jokes, but everybody thinks you're so funny and you're so <laughs> cute and you can only do it if you're Phil Vecchio. So maybe, maybe Alex it. could get away. I mean, he's he's been pretty lucky with the ladies. Uh yeah. So far um, we're like 18 episodes no, 17 yeah. episodes in and he's already um you know, had quite a few relationships. Yeah, so, I mean, he's doing something right. I think it's just that Michael J., that, that shrug with, like, the kind of sly yeah, smile. Yeah, like, he could say cute, anything. He'd get away with anything. Innocent face, yeah. So, that was my connection to you. And um, I just, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed not having some underlying undertone, like, that we have to learn a lesson from. It was so lighthearted and fun. I just enjoyed enjoyed it for entertainment. Yeah. I wasn't like looking for a moral. Sha-la-la-la. Well, I think that that is going to wrap it up. Thank right. you again, Janelle, for uh, taking some precious vacation time to record a podcast with me. Thank you, Holiday and Express, Lincoln, New Hampshire. Yeah, for the free internet, for so the we can comfy watch it. bed. And um, their password is guest. Uh, <laughs> we're driving around. So. We wish we would have known that earlier yeah. today when we were trying to figure out what was going on with our credit card. Yeah, that would have helped. So <laughs> am I allowed to give that out there? <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it and are enjoying watching Family Ties with us. Again, you can watch along with your Amazon Prime subscription. And uh, if you guys would like to send us an email, alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com is the place to do that. You can also go to our website, alexpkeatonismyfriend.com. And recently, this is this is a big, um, I started a Twitter account. I've never had a Twitter account in any way, shape, or form, but... I thought you had one for Popbox Music. Well, Brendan set that up, okay. and I don't this like. This is like your first one you set up. Yeah, you know? and I don't, I don't know how to do anything with it. I still don't really. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, it's at Family Ties Pod. And the reason I didn't do any like Alex B. Keaton is you can only pick like nine letters or yeah, something. It's that's crazy. That's why our Twitter our, for our podcast is at Mandarin Orange. Yeah. So anyway, or at Family Ties Pod. That uh, is what I came up with that could fit with their number of characters. Um, also follow us on Facebook. And uh, I think that's probably going to do it. All right. So thanks again, Janelle, for being here. You're so welcome. And we'll see you next week for another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do, baby, without us? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.